I'm trying to impress you. You know that. I know it. Yes. Now, where'd you get the mushroom shirt? I got to know. Well, the secret is you've got to coordinate. Uh-huh. Most people don't coordinate. See, you got to coordinate. Yes, that's what you did. Yeah. Interesting. See, I told you they don't stink when you pull the membrane out. When you saw me, you saw the mushroom shirt. Mushroom shirt. Bang. Mushroom shirt. Mushroom shirt. But see, you can't stop with the mushroom shirt. You gotta I was, go on. I had to stop the No, shirt. you gotta keep going. Okay. Now let me show you something. Look at that. Oh, you got a mushroom belt. Gerard, did you know your pops had a mushroom belt on? Yes. But you don't stop there, see? No, you gotta you keep can't. going. What you got? Mushroom ring? Yes, good idea. Look what I got. Duh! <laughs> Gerard! Did you know on the inside was special mushroom? Yes! Mm, mm, mm. Simply delicious, Marcus. I keep telling you, Mom, she should take some cooking lessons from you. All she do is cook pork. I bet we eating everything on the pig, from the rooter to the tooter. The whole pig? You didn't marry me for my cooking. <laughs> got that right, baby. That's why we got little Junior over there. Bang, 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 oh, bang, 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 Must you embarrass me in front of my friends on every possible occasion? Now see, see that? That's your son. Private school got him off to diddy like that. Yeah, man, chill, it's your father. Mr. Jackson, Angela made this meal. It wasn't me, I can't take credit for it, Angela. Oh, very good, very good. Good pick, Junior. Daddy, I told you that Angela and I are just friends. Yes. Just friends. Leave him alone, hon. They tell you that five hundred times. Just let it go. Fine. Change the subject. Now, Marcus, I hear a girl dog got you pussy whipped. <laughs> Why don't you reverse it? Don't be pussy whipped. Whip that pussy. Look. Bang, 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 Ooh, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. It's funny, you don't think of that as a Thanksgiving movie, Nick, at all, but it definitely has one of the best Thanksgiving scenes in any movie ever. You fan of Boomerang? I know you are. We've played that intro before. Oh, yeah, we talked love, about it. But that Thanksgiving scene. Did you know that your dad coordinated? We got a mushroom belt. Yes! David out. Coordinate. Got to coordinate. That's what I would. Nick That's and I have been saying that for 25 years to each Huge. other. You got to coordinate. Huge fan. Yeah, but that's a Thanksgiving scene, right? Remember? When he comes over to family dinner at Thanksgiving. Yep. So that's a, a little post-Thanksgiving uh, Quizzo intro for you. Nick, let's jump right into the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. We got a big one for you and no time to waste. And I'm going to start you with something that just happened, but it is a uh, both a, a, what I call a, a combination question, a coordinated combination question. It has a lot of different elements to it. So I'm going to ask you, what decade was the first lighting of the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree? All right, well, I... I have mixed uh, feelings about that tree. I'll be honest with you, Drew. Got mixed um, feelings about that tree. Been, Me and that I tree have been, been at odds for years. Nick, his family insulted my family back in the day, and we've been duking it, it, it out ever since. It, it's in that realm. It's in that realm. I, I had a. Uh, I happened to be married to somebody who like went to see that tree get lit when they were in college, and decided that that's an annual thing to have to do, not a once in a lifetime uh, thing to do. So, yes, every year except for this one because of the pandemic, I have to take two young children and trudge across Manhattan in order to look at that friggin' tree. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, man. So you're bringing up the Rockefeller Center. I had no tree. idea. I've known you'd done it, but I never realized it was uh, a oh, thing yeah, that you dude, do the every Sachs year. Fifth Avenue windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, no, no I know. crowds of I know. people like you've never. Uh, I mean, sure. No, listen. I did it. I did it. I did the, I did the, the expensive lunch at the place overlooking the skating rink. I did the whole nine yards. 
I did the whole yeah, nine years. The bubble tents. All of that. The bubble tents. All of that. All right. Freezing. So what decade, Nick? Give it to me. Well, I was just saying, in all the years of doing that, it never occurred to me when did this nonsense start. I, I even have to watch that thing on Wednesdays that they do that caused them to move. Do you know that that's why the football game was oh, yeah. played at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? That's why the, you're getting this question. I'll tell you the joke in a minute. All right. So uh, I'm going to say for no reason whatsoever, I, I know very, very little about it as far as uh, dates go, but because of the Rockefellers and their timing and all of when they started, I'm just going to say the 1920s. Oh, you're so close, man. So close. Just 30s. Yeah, yeah. 30s. Right in there. So, you know, I kind of felt like with the 30s and the Depression, is that when we were going to start um, extra work with a tree and all that? That's kind of why I went earlier. Yeah, but yeah. maybe that's why they did it to try to bring something back. Yeah, you know I, I mean? was just thinking more of like roaring 20s. There was money to do nonsense. Like yes, correct. No, I, 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 I would agree completely. 30s didn't see people jumping off trees. <laughs> I wasn't not, thinking like, right. let's go find the biggest tree up north. trees fall on them, <laughs> so right. they didn't let's have to pay just, the crushing right? debt that <laughs> they had to keep. Sort of the... uh, yeah. So it, what's, what's interesting um, is the headline of the NFL. Uh, uh, There's like this, uh, you know, NFL uh, blog, right? And uh, it, it said, "Game day, Rockefeller Center, eighty-seven, tree zero. Here are the statistics with the time and all the stuff, the way they would do a football game, because the football game superseded the tree. So it was – I thought that was very funny. So I had to date that back to when that uh, when that occurred. Yeah. Nick, throw a general knowledge question my way. All right, speaking of the Rockefellers, uh, what was uh, – launched in 1917, what was America's first business magazine? Italian. This was launched in 1917. What was America's first business magazine? Okay, so the reason you said speaking of rock and Fe- Rockefellers, it, it had to be because Norman Rockefeller was the painter, fa- uh, famous painter who did covers for a magazine. No, you're thinking of Norman Rockwell. Oh well, that sounds so close. Uh, Norman so Rockwell that's yeah, did, uh, Norman Rockwell. Saturday yes, Evening so I, I, Saturday Evening Post. So I thought you were you were alluding to that. No, I was saying Rockefeller Center. So that's why I was thinking oh, okay, of okay. the tree. So, so I'm thinking of because the Rockefellers uh, time business. No, no, not time. Uh, don't know. Well, that was my guess. Yeah, I was surprised too. I wouldn't have thought this magazine goes back to 1917, but it does. Forbes. Oh, there you go. Okay, so Forbes is over a hundred years old. Oh man, that like, is isn't a good there a one. guy named Steve Forbes? Like I, I was like, I, I thought Forbes came around like in the sixties. There, there know. is a guy named Steve Forbes, for sure. I think he ran for like might have run for president or something as an independent yeah, like Congress. Forbes, like like or something. Bloomberg, the guy's still around. You know what I mean? Like you see Bloomberg, you're like, I. Oh, yeah. Michael Bloomberg. I know him. I know Bloomy. Forbes. Steve Forbes. Now, nah, Steve Steve Forbes didn't start it. He had a, clearly had a grandfather. Yeah. Uh, who uh, kicked it off. But, yeah, that was a good time to start a business magazine. Yeah, usually those guys with those legendary names. Like, I think uh, it was either Carnegie or Rockefeller, but one of them had, like, a, a snake oil salesman in the family as a grandfather or something crazy where you're like, how did they come back from that? You know what I'm I mean? I'm pretty sure it was Rockefeller. Yeah. My name is Mud. That's yeah. Rock, Rockefeller uh, started out as it. Uh, his his family, I think. His you know the term. My name is Mud, right? Where that comes from? Yeah, it's it's funny you brought him up because I was just looking at this article on famous people that have been pardoned over the years by the president, like presidential pardons. Okay. And he was pardoned by Andrew Johnson, Samuel Mud, uh, because he was the doctor who worked on John Wilkes Booth. Yes, that is 100% correct. His and name people is... Wanted him, people wanted him dead. Yeah, because he tried to save John they, they Wilkes Booth's life. Yeah, they, 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 were, they were calling it treason. And, uh, you know, Andrew Johnson, not a popular president. He also went on to pardon all of the Confederate generals. Andrew Johnson. So hmm. he had a rough uh, run of his... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to pardon every single one of the people that were traitors to this 
country and see what happens. And I'm sure they're not going to erect monuments in the South to all of them. Oh. Stone Mountain, Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's see what we got for you. Um, Nick, uh, what Italian city is home to Leonardo's Last Supper? One of the most famous paintings of all time. I know you're a buff of of both art and Italy. And you might have seen this. You might have been in said city. No, you, you know what? This is a little north for me and a little more uh, city and fashion city than uh, where I travel to usually. I like more of the older uh, Italy, Rome, Florence, but I'm sure someday I'll make a stop off in Milan. Ah, ding, 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 ding. Excellent job, supper. Nick. All right, fire back at me, and then we will move on to sports. You know, the, the Last Supper is actually not like a, a painting as you would think of uh, where you can move it. It's, it's on a wall. Right. Yeah. It's a that fresco, right? There you go. You got it. I see that's trivia within trivia. Yep. Uh, all right, so I, I don't, I'm not sure this will be in your wheelhouse by any means. I don't think of you as much of a candy guy. I don't remember you no. ever like. Don't like candy. Getting, getting into candy at all. Nope. What about at the movies? You got, you got like a go-to nope. at, the, at the movies? Uh, snow caps, I like. Uh, okay. They're like chocolate chips with little white chocolate dots. Yeah, I know what they are. Dots. What uh, Twizzlers. Right, figure this one out. You know, I'll have some what, popcorn. What candy got its name because of a manufacturing error? What candy was named for a manufacturing error? Okay, okay. I somehow remember this. That this is in this is in my my memory bank here of hearing something like this. And in terms of like, what do they make some sort of weird combination at the end of it? Like because it was producing something. Some book- no, I I would say that the guy was trying for something and he was not succeeding. Yeah. It is sort of the way that this this story goes. I. I Kind of mentioned the movie theater. I don't know if this will help you or not, but this was my go-to movie theater candy as a kid. I, I don't. Yeah, it's anymore. those little pills that are like uh, that are like good. Is it like Good and Plenty? No. Or what, or what are they I, called? Like Mike this? and Ike's. You're thinking of like Mike and Ike's. Yeah, Mike and, and Ike's Good and Plenty. But I didn't think Mike and Ike's because that wouldn't sound like it would be named for a manufacturing error. No, um, this sounds like an error. This this the name of this has like oh that was not the way I wanted it to go. I I got nothing. All right, so the, the guy was trying to create a circular piece of caramel with chocolate around it. Okay. And he just could not get the machinery to work. And one after one would come duds. out. Duds, milk say, duds. That, that, that's a dud, another dud. Another milk dud. duds. How and did I not get that? The name just popped for it. Milk duds. Yeah, milk duds. Very successful uh, candy, even though he couldn't get it to be uh, perfectly sterile. Yeah, you're 100% right. How could I not have thought about the fact that the word dud it's, it's literally sitting there right there, which means like a an actual thing. All right, Nick, we will move on to sports. I'm loaded with sports this week, so I have, I have actually three for you. Three. Three for you. Three sports questions. All right. Three. So you started off, and I'll fill in the gaps. I got a couple doozies for you. I think you're going to get all of them. What do you think of that? I don't know. It's a lot of pressure, man. It is. It is a lot of pressure. Nick, there's only one NFL team ever to start two Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks in the same season. Name it. That's got to be the the Baltimore Ravens, right? You are correct. You are correct. Can you believe just nine short years ago, RG3 won a Heisman Trophy? I know. (laughs) And now, in three quarters, he threw for 33 yards or something like that. It was like... Well, I mean, he was Lamar Jackson that year. That's why I was always, like, be very careful about how fast you anoint somebody, the greatest quarterback of a generation and the most, you know, whatever, because RG3 was that for a year. If you had taken him after his first season, you would have said, okay, this guy's Hall of Famer, right? No doubt. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, in a year where Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck came out, so – that's the. I think that's the first time in NFL. It's definitely the first time in NFL history. I don't think it's happened since. And maybe if you could correct me if it has, but that's the first time that three rookie quarterbacks went to the playoffs. And out of that, he was the one that won Rookie of the Year, right? Right. So 
I mean, you're talking, uh, you know, t- Andrew Luck was the most sought after prospect since John Elway. And RG3, you know, took the Heisman Trophy from him and took the Rookie of the Year from him. So can't, can't quite do better than that. And then all of a sudden, one day, it was just gone. Yeah, I, and if you had, had told me nine injury. years later, one would be in the league, one would be out of the league, it'd be even more of a surprise. So, yeah, you know, another, and Russell another, Wilson is the Hall of Famer. He is the GOAT, you know. Well, Luck was built like a guy that could take it. That That's the thing that surprises you. Like, when we saw RG3 come out and you saw his legs that were, like, the size of my wrists, you know what I mean? And yeah, by, by no means am I a big man if you don't know me. I, I weigh 175 pounds. A little nervy. So like, you know, if you've little, got – A little slight. If you've got legs like that in the NFL, you know, it, it, you know. I think Lamar came back. He looks like he put on a little bit of weight, though, uh, after his rookie season. So yeah, he help. was trying to be in the pocket more and, and diversify his game. So you, you're all over the Baltimore Ravens, two uh, Heisman Trophy starters in the same season, Lamar Jackson and RG3. Only time that's ever happened in NFL history. What do you have for me in the world of sports before I get to question number two? For you? All right, I'm about to make history here in the Quizzo cool. Trivia podcast. And it only who... took 189 episodes. Well, like. if you've been following us for that long, you know that Drew takes – Almost as much pride in this one thing as any of his information, and that is college team nicknames. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that's there's so, the. Uh, that's... So since I've known him for twenty plus years, I've been you know I always anytime I see some random school or whatever in the NCAA basketball tournament, I always try to catch him, but never, never did I ever think that there would be a team ranked in the top 25 in college football, that I would have a chance at stumping him. So I will give you this, Drew. Number 18 in the college football poll. Chanticleers, Nick. (laughs) The Chanticleers. What the hell is a Chanticleer? Don't have the slightest fucking idea, Nick. (laughs) Pardon my French. But I already (laughs) knew where you were going with it because Coastal Carolina, which is a a perennial um, tournament team, they they they're always knocking on the NCAA door, so that's that's how I know them. Basketball, it's those names come from basketball. Never did I think they would have a football program. It <laughs> is a. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much a Chanticleer. It comes from Jeffrey Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Oh, it was the name given to this like very very aggressive and fierce rooster. That's what Chanticleer is. (laughs) So an angry cock. An angry cock. Is a Chanticleer. Which makes sense because it's South Carolina. Oh, yeah, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, that's that's 100%. 100%. The Chanticleers. Yeah, no, that's one one of those that I I like to pull out when I'm fancy. You know what I mean? Like uh, like, uh, UC Santa uh, Cruz, you know, or... Banana slugs? Right, correct. Uh, you know, <clears throat> like, or the Gauchos, you know, which one's the Gauchos? The Gauchos is Fullerton. No. Oh, no, no. Uh, wait, the Gauchos is. Hmm. Man, why am I drawing a blank? Like, if you give me multiple choice, I get it in two seconds. I'm just drawing a blank on the, on the, on the town. Go ahead. You got. You're pretty much there. As you see, Santa, Santa Barbara. You see Santa Barbara. Oh, Santa Barbara's the Gauchos. Yep. You see Santa Barbara, the Gauchos. Yep. Santa Cruz are the banana slugs. And Fuller. What did you say? Fullerton. They're the Titans. Oh, okay. And they have a <clears throat> very, very good baseball team. Cal Fullerton, historically, college baseball, one of the best. Yeah, they're always they're they're always in it there at the end. Yeah, but that's I mean, listen, man, doesn't get much harder than that, uh, as far as the name because it's not like you know, it's not anything you you remember. You don't even know what it is. And I never knew what a Chanticleer was. I never even thought about it. Quite frankly, I thought it was something like some French term for. I'll tell you what, you didn't. You nailed the uh, pronunciation though. Ah, well, you know, (laughs) I only learned it one way. It's whatever way the announcer said it the first time I heard that name. That, but that again, those are the ones that stick with me the most. Is the bizarre, you know, like the Salukis, Southern Illinois. You know what I mean? What the hell is a Saluki? 
The Saluki is uh, like the Egyptian uh, whip, whip, whip dog. You know, those those really long-necked dogs? Oh, is that what that is? The yeah. Saluki, okay. Yeah. All right. And, uh, you know, the... Uh, God, what's, what's the one that's named after the tree? Uh, Illinois State, right? You know, Illinois you State? Got? Do you remember that one? You're all over these Mac teams. Well, they're just random, weird. I should know them because I bet on them constantly because they're the midweek games, and it's the only thing you know. It's the only thing to bet on, so I'm constantly betting on them. You think I would remember their names? Uh, I don't. I think actually, Illinois. no, no, no. It's uh, oh, I'm sorry, Southern Southern Illinois, maybe because Illinois State is something else. Um, I think it's like it's. I think it's Southern. Yeah, so Southern Illinois is the Salukis, but what's uh, there's one that's a uh, that's a uh, that's a tree. We're, we're Indiana State. That's what I'm thinking of. Indiana State University. Oh, that's where um Larry Bird went. That's where Larry Bird went. Yeah, yeah. They're the uh, uh it's not Sequoia. It's nope, uh, but you're all over it. it sounds exactly sycamore. like that. sycamores. You got sycamores. It. Exactly. Yeah. That's a tree. Sycamore is a tree. Salukis so is a dog. Sycamore is a tree. But easy there to confuse. Go. Um. So yeah, those are those are always the ones that stay with me. That's a, that's a good one. All right, again, I think you'll get this because this is uh, Wheelhouse, and you and I were friends when this happened. And I vaguely remember a conversation about it. Um, <clears throat> this might have been one of the first forays into our conversations about fantasy football and being in fantasy football league. So in 1998, who scored three touchdowns along with 168 receiving yards on only three catches versus the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving? So, 98, who scored three touchdowns and 168 receiving yards against the Dallas Cowboys on only three catches? Terrell Owens? Ah, oh, the other one. Jerry Rice? No, 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 no. 98, he wasn't. He was not that kind of big play guy. This guy burst on the scene, and this was like one of those, like, <laughs> bursts. Like Tory Holt? When you think big play, historic NFL wide receivers, who do you think of? Randy Moss. There you go. Randy Moss, Minnesota Vikings against the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving 1998 stat line. Three catches, 168 yards, three touchdowns. Hmm. The last time that was done, three touchdowns on a Thanksgiving day until this past Thanksgiving. When who did it? Uh, Will the Thrill... Fuller, PED five. No, not correct. Oh, he didn't have three. I don't think so. Oh no, no, no. He had a ton of yards. He had a ton of yards. It was a redskin uh, who did it. Oh, Antonio Gibson. You got it, Antonio Gibson. First three touchdown Thanksgiving performance since Randy Moss. That's why I figured you would get it because they were talking about that the whole broadcast. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I had had the game on a little bit of a. That game was a little. It wasn't a great watch. I remember but, you uh, going home for Thanksgiving break that year and having an interesting time trying to get home. Yes. <laughs> I remember that, I, that I remember. I, I vaguely remember having conversations about that. Um, it wasn't always easy to get home from Thanksgiving. It was not always That's easy. To sure. get home. It was like planes, <laughs> trains, and automobiles through Scranton, Pennsylvania, folks. Um, what do you have for me in sports? And I got one more that will – it's my, my bridge question. I love bridge questions. All right. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you 10 points if you get two right, and I will give you 20 if you can get three. Okay. Okay. Name three multiple MVP winners that were also NBA head coaches. Name three multiple MVP winners that went on to be NBA head coaches. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Okay, thank God. Because if he... he was the second person to do it, I'm going to give you a name because I just know you don't. Bob Pettit, which anything yeah. before Bill Russell, I love Bob like, Pettit. I know the name, exist. but it's but I wouldn't yeah. have gotten that right. Right, Bob Pettit was the first to do it, and then uh, Bill Ru- Bob Pettit coached like a half a season for the Hawks. Like it was, you know, in 1959 or something. You know, it's like 62, something like that. All right, so you got you got one of them. <clears throat> Turned around, Larry Brown's crank. Uh, no, it's not an answer, but I just wanted to say that because it was somewhat appropriate. 
right. So multiple MVPs as a player and then championship as a coach. Is that no, that, don't just have to win a championship, just, just coach. became a coach. Became, just became, just a, became coach. a coach. Yeah, no, no, no championship. It just became a coach. Right. Okay. Win multiple MVPs, coach in the NBA. Magic Johnson coached in the NBA. You got two. So did Larry Bird. You got three. There you go. And Ooh. it's also it's also about to happen this season. Oh, That's is it? Why. Didn't Jason Kidd coach in the NBA? But he didn't win multiple MVPs. Did he win the MVP ever? Because it might be an even cooler list. Might be bordering like sports top ten if it's guys who won an MVP and ever coached in the NBA. One MVP. Oh, remember Jason Kidd winning an MVP? I'll look it up now while you're thinking of the guy who's going to become the. I have no idea. No. I'm absolutely lost in. Coach of the Brooklyn Nets? Uh... You're a big fan of this guy. Uh... I have a feeling you're not aware that he's a two time MVP because I think you would get this guy in a second if you. No. Canadian. Oh, Steve Nash. Yeah, there you go. Steve Nash is the coach of the Nets. Where where have I been? When did that happen? <laughs> yeah, he's co- he's coaching the Nets, and the Nets are like. The I thought he was all three. into soccer and nothing else. I didn't think he was even paying attention to basketball anymore. I thought he was They're gonna like coach Atlantic City three. FC next. They also hired the guy from Houston, right? Wait, no, 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 not the guy from Houston. They also hired Dan Tony. Oh no, kidding! Is it oh, assistant? Yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, yeah, he's like the assistant. He was the Knicks coach for a while too. Right, he just stepped down as Rockets coach, and then the, the uh, Nets hired him as a some kind of an assistant. I'm not sure. Yeah, whatever. And then Steve Nash is the coach, and they have like the number three odds in the NBA to win the title behind the Lakers. And I got Lakers. Durant, and they got uh, Kyrie coming back healthy. Maybe it, he's listed as an assistant coach, Dan Tony. So I don't know what's going on. Like, isn't he one of the five best coaches in basketball? I would have assumed. That's that's a very strange <laughs> he, he thing. He took the job as the assistant coach. I assumed he was, like, the head of president of basketball operations or something. I, I'm not exactly huh. sure. Well, that is interesting. He is listed as assistant coach of the Brooklyn Nets, and Steve Nash is the head coach. I did not know he won multiple MVPs either. Yes, yeah, Steve Nash won multiple MVPs during, like, the Kobe years when they were Like, two years back-to-back, back, right? Didn't he win it, like, twice? Back to back, maybe, and like both times are like ah, give it to Kobe. It's like nah, Nash was much better for his team, but uh, yeah, he was a dynamo. He was a dynamo. All right, you ready for my last sports question? Is that a no? Sorry, I, I got distracted there for a second. I understand. Life, life distracts you. <laughs> uh, can you repeat that? I can repeat that question. Here is the repeat of that question. Uh, it's my last sports question. Would you like it? That was the question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I never actually gave yeah, the question. Yeah. I just asked you if you wanted it. All right. Uh, Persian wrestler Hossein Kosrov Ali Vaziri goes by what name? The Iron Sheik. Yeah. <laughs> Nick is all over it. Woo. The best tweet of the year, Iron Sheik. I play quarterback for Denver. Oh, that's classic. That is classic. Almost <laughs> anybody could say that, actually. Right? Because, right? I mean, there was no... But it's, isn't it much funnier with him being the one yeah. that said it? I could play... What does he say again? Say it again. Maybe I should play quarterback for Denver. Maybe I should play quarterback for Denver. Yeah, that is... <laughs> I, I, just, I like it so much. That's pretty unbelievable. I mean, I know these quarterbacks are good, but like when you see the bad ones, but then to know it's like, wow, it's completely impossible to play the position if you are... This guy played eight. quarterback for four years in college. And he <laughs> if you are a professional throw athlete... A... And four years of quarterback in college. You, what did he complete? One pass? Yeah, he... Uh, he Cost us minus three points in a league we played. Oh, we lost two. In. I know, I know. <laughs> we lost by two. That was the it's torturous. That, the team that's in third and we're in second. That was it, it, that was literally brutal. the fantasy torturous. gods just coming kill, down it, on you and being like, "You nuts. think <laughs> you like can here. get away with starting this guy at a different position because he's playing QB?" Here is a nut shot. <laughs> here you go, buddy. Uh, but I like that. I like getting reminded 
Uh, well, I feel like that happened once before, and it worked out. Like we had like a Minnesota quarterback that was sure did. We had that dude played uh, him. Threw two touchdowns. For, it was from like Weber State. Uh, like I remember his uh, for for some reason. Um, what yeah. was that guy's name? I don't know. It wasn't Tavares Jackson. No, 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 no. Might as well have been. Um, and, yeah. and the irony is, so Weber State, right? Do you know what their nickname is? Let's start with that. No. And they're the Wildcats. It's a simple okay. one, right? Right. This guy ran the Wildcat. Like, that's... The Wildcats. Right. That's what he did. Uh State Vikings. Maybe that will come up. Hold on. Like, I'm not sure. Like, how far down the list do you have to go where you don't even have a quarterback on the practice squad? That you could have brought up? Like, I don't really know how... That got that bad, where they were just hiking the ball to a guy that couldn't throw. I also underestimate the uh, Saints defense at this point because that unit is playing. A uh, Webb well. is his last name. Webb. Yeah, Joe. Joe Webb. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's Joe or not, but that sounds right to yeah, me. Yeah, I think it's Joe Webb. Was an American receiver, is a free agent, played for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, there you go, Joe Webb. Yep, absolutely. Where did he go to school? Oh, I didn't get that right. He did not go to Weber State. He went to the University of Alabama, Birmingham. We're like the Dragons, oh. I think. Uh. Bryant Thomas went to the U. Oh, the, no, they're the Blazers. Their logo's a dragon. There you go. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, but uh, Bryant Thomas, remember that defensive end the Jets took over Ed Reed in the first round? I do. Yeah, UAB Blazers. Thanks, buddy. Anyway. Uh, Joe Webb just got brought in by the Giants two days ago. That's amazing. He so is his career is not over yet. That is amazing. That felt like a decade ago that that happened, where we Didn't had it? him start yeah. in the game. That was like a very, well, he's very 34, long time. so it probably was. Yeah. It probably, yeah. It probably was a decade ago. He's uh, 34. Traveling man. All right, let's geography history them. Okay. What do you have? Let's start with the uh, – oh, okay, here's a good one. Over many years, we've had different matches of the century. That yes. could almost be its own list to sure. go in. Uh, who did Bobby Fischer beat in the match of the century? Uh, Copper, like Gary Kasparov? No. Good, good guess, though. That's the only other guy that plays just Another Russian. Sergei Medvedev? <laughs> I think he's the prime minister or the other guy in charge. I don't know. Who? Boris Spassky. No chance at that. I've never even heard that name before. He was the uh, he was the world champ that, that Fisher beat to become the world champ. I do know that, um, and this was going to be a question on next week's Quizzo, not this week's Quizzo, but now it's ruined, but we'll talk about it anyway. I was going to ask you what TV show has uh, created a... 250% sales rise in chess sets on Amazon. Yeah, well, that was one of the reasons since chess is all the rage right now that yep. I came up with. Yeah, the, the numbers are incredible. 64 million people have seen that show. Um, it's such a great show. I, I think I told you a couple weeks ago to yeah, watch yeah. it. Yeah, Queen's Gambit. Awesome. I'll, 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 I'll get through it. There's no more seasons, right? This is it. There's like... It nah, it's a one, one, it's a one, one time. Thing. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. Good. I, I think so. I mean, I don't know. Because of the popularity, maybe keep going with her with her story, I, mean, I guess it's possible. I, I was watching it thinking it was a one-time sort of miniseries run. Okay. Well, I'm definitely uh, interested it, in awesome. everybody's watching it, and I do love it. Speaking of, have you uh, seen The Undoing on HBO? Not yet, but I'm getting there. Donald Sutherland, right, I a, hear, is fantastic. I, I just finished that one. It's very, very good. Yeah, Even yeah. Even Hugh Grant doesn't get on my nerves. I like Hugh Grant. Do you? Yeah. It's, you know, I, I don't watch his movies, but Hugh I don't Grant. mind him. You know I, I mean? just what he did with uh, yeah 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 oh, we all know the actress's name the Elizabeth Hurley yeah, yeah we all know maybe uh, the most beautiful woman in the world right not your finest moment <laughs> and, and he's owned up to it though he's like you know I I think he was on Conan making fun of himself for doing it you know so like oh yeah at least she didn't things. age well well bro oh, you man. also know Sorry. there is a distinct uh, <laughs> ratio of the more beautiful the more pain in the butt. And uh, you just never know what that was like on a day-to-day basis. You never know. You know what I I'll mean? I'll tell you, she's been in, uh, she's been a celebrity for like 30 years, and I haven't heard one nasty comment. So, Well, it's true. 
But you mentioned Hugh Grant's name. You're thinking about uh, Dynasty Jones or what? what Destiny Brown. De- Destiny Brown. Sorry, jeez, <laughs> I was so close with that, and I was trying to dig that one up there. I was like, I think this is it. I think I actually have it, but it was not quite that. Um, all right, let's move on to geography history. Nick, Nick, who is the only president to lose a child fighting in a war as a U.S. soldier? A lot of lot of chicken hawks out there. You know what I mean? Oh, Talk a yeah. big game. Boy, send your kids a- to war. There's only one president that ever sent his kid to war, and the kid didn't come home. Wow. Hmm. All right. So for sake of time, I'm going to say it was before the 1900. Before 1900, is that nope? Right or wrong? It's nope. wrong. Wrong. Okay. All right. So I, I would have gone with somebody like Civil War era or something. So sure. Um. Wow. So I guess maybe. My name is Sergeant Beauregard, and I've been charged with the life of this here boy. Woodrow Wilson. It's not Woodrow Wilson, but it's right around that that world. Now, like, when you think of, like, presidents who are badasses, who is the the one that comes to mind the most? Teddy Roosevelt. There you go. Wow, I didn't know that. Teddy Roosevelt's son was a a fighter pilot in World War I. How about it? And he died in... uh, um, he died in France. Yeah, it makes sense. No, no chicken hawks coming home to the Rose to Teddy Roosevelt. No, house. that dude, that dude's not somebody that you like. He's not a uh, talk it but don't do it kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, son, you're going to war. Sorry. He's the Bruce Springsteen of yeah. Bruce's kid's a firefighter. Fr- right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't. I cannot respect the Springsteen family more than <laughs> you're going to sit I here do. and it's collect like daddy's money. No. Not there. Go fight fires. Yeah. How about that? Put your life on the line every day. <laughs> you know, you need a loan. I'll give you a loan. We'll get you a nice place. But go put your life on the line every day. You know what I mean? He's got another kid in the music industry uh, who's not really big on pushing his own name. Uh, you know, just works hard for a company. I I, I love Bruce. He has love, a he has know. a daughter who's a champion equestrian. Uh, equestrian. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, but that's it. You tell your kids to follow your dream. You give them the resources to do it. And you know. Teddy Roosevelt, though, like you want to talk about a guy. I know everybody gets on you because there's there's people's past and there's always things that were said and you know different time all that stuff. But like, hey man, there's nothing like losing your kid, right? There's nothing worse than that as a parent to ever think about. And his child died. No, it, uh, Roosevelt, the one that got shot during a speech and he finished the speech. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. But look, he was not like he said very racist things about a lot of people. You know what I mean? And especially like Native Americans and things like that. So like his his history is is for a lot of people mixed. You know what I mean? But like I said, as a trivia fact, he's the only president to lose. I mean, a child listen, Ken him. Jennings can't keep himself out of trouble. So, you know, what happened what, to Ken Jennings? You didn't hear about no, Ken I Jennings. Didn't. So, you <laughs> know, he, he he a lot of people are pushing for him to take over for Alex Trebek. Right. And he's got the first crack at it, apparently. I yep. mean, they're calling him like a guest host or yeah. whatever, because I, I think they're going to try him out and see how people they're like gonna him. They're going to try before. a lot of people out, I think, and see. So, of course, you know, what do they do? They start digging into his Twitter, right? Oh, that's not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this, I mean, I, I don't know if it's like, I don't even know how you can defend this, but it's something like, uh, is there anything worse than a hot chick in a wheelchair? It's just like, oh, oh man, Jesus, dude. Ken, I don't no, think he can recover from that. No one, no one, you know. There's no misinterpretation. The, 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 the only chance can... he has is running for president. And then maybe he could be the Republican that's, uh, that's nominee. That's exactly correct. I mean, with that, if that, if <laughs> you that told is, me, how are you going to get if that If you would name four celebrities, multiple choice yeah. question, you know, there's nothing worse. Tweet. There's nothing worse than me in a hot chick in a wheelchair. Who said it? <laughs> Donald Trump, Ken Jennings, the Pope, or you know. And it's like, it's like, here's this guy, and it's like, you, what did you need Twitter for? You're, you're Ken Jennings, and now you're, you're probably looking at the rest of your life having the dream job. And I don't think you can give it to him at this point. I, I don't know that I want a former player as the host anyway. You know what I mean? I think it, that's it, kind of besides the point. It, it, I wasn't really it, it, it looking is for that. Inter- I'd rather have I Brad Rutter. No I'd I, rather have Brad Rutter. Brad Rutter is a better personality. And th- there is something interesting about it because Alex did have this exceptional condescending nature about him where he acted like he knew the answer. 
even though it was right in front of him. Ken Jennings actually does know the answer, even though it's right in front of him. He he knew it even without reading yeah, but the I question. Don't, I, mean, I don't even care because it's, it's more the perception that I'm looking for. And, like, Alex Trebek had a swagger about it, too. It's like, all right, Ken, like, so, all right, you're – uh, you know, you're a big nerd who knows a lot of stuff that has a photographic memory. Big deal. Like Alex, uh, Alex Trebek, like he was out there, you know, getting chicks. He was the I'll, man. I'll tell you, you man. Know I mean? You know who? Like, you know would be great at it. Like, I feel like he could go play hockey when he was 65 and kick your ass. You know who would be great know, at it? About what about that... Wayne Brady? Oh yeah. Well, uh, Wayne Wayne Brady. Uh, the problem is, you know, you're coming off of that goofy is uh, what is that show that he? Do- Let's make a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But but I don't know. Like I think he could play it straight just as well. But he's just like exceptionally well spoken. He's fun to look at. Uh, he's got like a bubbly, happy personality. You know what I mean? So, and so I also I feel like guy, he could turn on the, the sarcasm. He could flip real quick. You know what I mean? Like he could give you that kind of like. Ooh, sorry. You know, kind of like condescending thing. Yeah, too, I get want away the guy it. who they got to do the Dos Equis commercials, like the most interesting man in the world, but not him. But I'm saying like that type of just somebody you don't have any idea background, but that can nail the dialect and give you that like Trebek feel. I'm not looking for like some has been game show host or well, something. I mean, Drew Carey nailed the prices right, didn't he? And he was somebody you would never have associated with that kind of show. It was totally right, outside like, the box I'm type of I'm not looking candidate. for somebody who's got a career in, like, what's that kind of comedy where they go back and forth with each other? Improv. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want that to say. Like, when I think of Wayne Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me too. Comedy. I think of that too. I, I, I don't want that. I, I don't want that at all. Okay. I, I want, like, uh, somebody. Seriousness. Yeah, like somebody that's on some news station that you don't even know that just has, you know, go, go to a journalist or a reporter or something like that. An unknown. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. So that's that's who Nick's calling But uh, for. Ken Jennings not doing himself any favors. No. All right, what do you got for me? Uh, geography, history. All right, I got a bonus question for you here. Uh, two for 10, all three for 20. Name the three cities in the U.S. that have a combined real estate valued at over $1 trillion. So if you took all the real estate in these cities and added it up, it would be worth more than a $1 trillion. There's only three cities in the U.S. that have that. All right. Now, obviously, Manhattan. Yeah, so New York City. New York City. $2.8 trillion. The second's got to be combined. Chicago. That is wrong. Chicago really? is number four on the oh. list. $900 billion of real estate in Chicago. All right. So this is a I think there's a whole question. half of Chicago. This is a hard, that it's is a hard pretty, question then because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of cities you would think of that I know aren't the right answer. For, for example, Los Angeles, big city, great market, not the right answer because they're uh, – I mean, the, the downtown is a ghost town compared to the outlying areas. So if L.A. is two right, or you're, three, you're I'd not be... including that, like, Beverly Hills and Bel Air is all part of Oh, Los that Angeles. counts? Yeah, it's the whole city. Oh, okay, so L.A. Beverly Hills is an area yeah, of yeah, Los yeah. Angeles. I thought you meant downtown only, not, not, no, land, not. not land. Well, the city. That's okay, why, okay yeah. so L.A. I'll put L.A. L.A. is number two, 2.3 right, trillion. See, if I, if I had understood that, then I would have said that second for sure. So yeah. Chicago's four, L.A.'s two, San Fran. See, you got it, San Fran. Sure. One point three billion dollars. Uh, One point three trillion dollars. Ridiculously expensive up there. Everything ridiculously expensive up there. So, okay, that 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 makes total sense. Yeah, San to Fran me. actually shocked me because I, I just feel like it's not that big, but to have like, you know, but it must just be so expensive for everything. It is so expensive because when you compare it to like the size of Chicago or go go do a realtor dot com apartment rental search in downtown San Francisco sometime. I, I yeah. dare you. You'll laugh so hard. You'll be like, what? This is a joke, right? This is not serious, right? It's absurd. I think it's the most. It's way more expensive than Manhattan at this point. Way more expensive. You yeah, can't find well, anything, comparatively speaking. Yeah, because I, I think it's got to do with it's just not that big. Yeah, right? possible. So you know, you're kind of limited. All right, I'll give it to well, you this. Know, it's like the thought of like the Grateful Dead all living on uh, Haight-Ashbury. Yeah, and not having a day. They're priced out. Yeah, the yeah, fact oh that Jordan's house. Remember, house Jor- pro- remember our friend's house, house in San Francisco, that giant house he was living in, right in the heart of San Fran. 
Yeah, that's like probably a five million dollar house now. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's that's eight thousand dollars a month to rent that house. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would think easy. Yeah. yeah. So all right, um, I'm gonna give you this within five years either way, Nick. Within five years either way, how old was William Wallace when he died fighting the British in the first war for Scottish independence? Okay. Freedom. You're gonna give Terrible. it to me within five years. Yes. I'll say thirty-three. You're all over it. 35 years old. Yes. Yes. Love me some William Wallace. I just wanted to get a good William Wallace question in there. I feel like it's been too long. Did you hear he's in a new movie? Braveheart? Well, Mel Gibson, yeah. he's in yeah. a. He's in I a call him movie. Braveheart. Braveheart. Did you, he- did you hear uh, the, the new movie he's in? Uh, Passion of the Jews? No, it's actually called Fat Man. That sounds funny. I'm kind of dying to see it. Yeah, okay. I, I, you got to rent it for like six bucks, which I'll, I'll probably do this weekend. Or okay, let you know how it is. But it's uh, the story is uh, he is the fat man, right? Which is Santa. So it's Santa played by Mel Gibson. I like it already. Except that like he is, I want to say borderline alcoholic, extremely it's like bad violent, Santa. and yeah, except not a guy playing Santa. He's actually Santa Claus, and. I think it's some some storyline where it's like he doesn't get this rich kid. He gives this rich kid coal, and it pisses the kid off, so he hires a uh, assassin to, to go kill the fat man or something. You know, something something That's along funny. those lines. Yeah, yeah, it's looks looks great. Somebody take out the fat man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. Uh, that's a perfect segue into entertainment. What do you say? Sounds good. Time to entertain him. Nick, who directed the movie Elf? My favorite holiday wow. film. Now Probably. you're in my wheelhouse, my man. Now you're in my wheelhouse. Yes, one of my favorites. And uh, I believe you also directed Iron Man. John Favreau. You got right? it. Oh, okay. All right. There's that silence there. I was like, am I wrong? No, you are 100% right. Favreau, yeah. one of my all-time favorites from the movie Swingers. What a strange career for that guy. Genius I mean, director from, now. That dude from Swingers to doing Elf. He did. Uh, he does uh, The Mandalorian. Classic. Yes. Mandalorian. Baby Yoda. Can you imagine landing Baby Yoda? Everybody wants a part of Baby Yoda. Are you up on Mandalorian? No. Okay. I, I'm not. I am aware of the Baby Yoda. But there I was am, a huge reveal this week in uh, Mandalorian. That's what I, I was. I, I haven't even gotten through season one, but I tell you what, I will absolutely binge it um, when appropriate. So it's so good. I, there is some there, there's there's some stinkers in it, like some down episodes, but but as a, a I, series, it's phenomenal. I love the guy uh, from Game of Thrones, who's the Mandalorian. Yes. Yes, you only see his face for a minute, and it was driving me nuts because I'm like, I know, I know that guy. Yep. But where do I know him from? Because he's only in Game of Thrones for a few episodes. Yeah. Then he dies in that epic fight scene with the mountain where he has him pinned. Yeah, it's the best fight. It's the best fight yeah. scene in the. In the that series. was the peak of the show. Maybe. That was Maybe. one of those moments where you were like, ne- you, you were like, okay, here comes the Hollywood script. He gets saved and killed, and this guy gets it down. And then it was like, nah, not so much. We're gonna we're gonna pop his eyes out right in front of you, and you're I gonna be horrified. I still don't know how you horrified. could be that stupid, though. Yo, for yeah, a guy that's smart, it was it was, it was insane, dumb, insanely stupid. It was such a dumb move. Insanely, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. It's like the Bond villain revealing the plot to Bond every single time he's got him tied up. Haven't right. you freaking learned? He's gonna now know the plot. Why don't you just shut your mouth and kill him? Just put a bullet in his head. Easy. And end it. End it. It takes two seconds. This is over, and he keeps coming back. You guys save villains six times. Like, Jesus, you've had him six times, man. What's wrong with you? Um, all right. Uh, I actually had a true or false question for you. I didn't put it in this week's quiz, but uh, I have a much better true or false question for you um, uh, to end the show with after you give me yours. But the true or false question was, true or false, the British had an actual spy named James Bond. True or false? True. It is. It is true. Oh, that's cool. Totally not based on the character. Complete coincidence. But they had an agent. Before or after the character was made? Um, after. Okay. So when so did like the Fleming Sally ride the Sally Ride situation? Yeah. When did Fleming create James Bond? Like... When was the first James Bond? Oh, Ian Fleming. Yeah. That had to be in the fifties, right? Right. 
Right. So this oh, guy, maybe, maybe even earlier, because the first movie was in the early '60s. Right. So I it might even be earlier might than that. Third. I mean, it could be as early as the '30s. I, I'm right. really not sure when Ian Fleming wrote Casino Royale. Let's but see. Easy to. This is easy, easy enough to see. Uh, Casino Royale, 1953. Yep. So this guy was already alive. This secret agent was already alive. But he, the record of, he's a low-level guy. He wasn't like a big super spy, but he was stationed in communist Poland on behalf of the British Secret Service in 1964. James Bond. I almost feel like it'd be impossible to be a spy if your name was James Bond. Well, the reason Ian Fleming chose the <laughs> name is because it was like was Dave Smith in England. Like, it was one of the most common names you could come up with. There was nothing fancy about it at all. Really? I would yeah. think Bond is not a common No, not at all. Quite the opposite. He literally went for trying to find the most average name, like a name that I just... know, yeah. So James is right there, but I'm trying to think. Do we, can I think of any... Well, so Barry Bonds. I have a friend named Chris Bond. Okay. You, you were go. a business partner of his in, in Syracuse. Remember Chris did recording stuff for us? He was my buddy. He eventually like moved down with Justin and I, Yeah, uh, I mean for like five a, minutes. I haven't thought about it in a while. Right, why okay. would you? I'll go with it. <laughs> I'll go I'll go with it. Yeah. But Bonds is last name. No, it's a it's it's a fairly common name, but it, it, you know. Okay. It's uh that I thought that was interesting, but it's not one of those questions. Um, all right, what do you have for me? And then I'll end the show with my last one, which is a famous true or false question. Nick, I love my famous true or false questions. Okay, nominated for editing Oscars for both Fargo and No Country for Old Men. What is the most unusual thing about Roderick James? Nominated for editing Oscars for both Fargo and No Country for Old Men, what is the most unusual thing about Roderick James? I don't know how to answer this question. I've never heard of this guy or girl or a person or a computer or algorithm. Do you, do, does Fargo and No Country for Old Men do anything for you? Well, I love them. I mean, it's the Cone Brothers. Right? Ah, okay. So... Is it the Cone Brothers? Is Roderick a Cone yeah. and James a Cone? Yes. Roderick James doesn't even exist. Oh. It is a pseudonym used by the Cone Brothers, but was twice nominated for Academy Awards. That's fantastic. So they don't want to give the credit. <laughs> they give the credit work to a random person. That's like Colonel Forbin. Remember that? Remember when they interviewed people at that fish show in Syracuse, and one of them was like Marco Esquandolas, quote, says, hey, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> It's a great yeah. festival. Everybody had a great time. <laughs> Let's like, see, Marco Escuandolas, like, Atlantic City, New Jersey. They don't, they don't want to go up and accept an award for editing, yeah. so they just made up Roderick James. But they do the editing themselves. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, nobody to, I'm gonna, nobody I'm gonna it. change my name to Roderick James and say I'm a film editor. Start. I think it's funny that they chose the name Roderick too. Like yes. Ethan and Joel have been spending their lives making movies, and it's like Roderick. Let's make up a name. How about Roderick? Yeah, it's like uh, what did the uh, who, who was it? Who was the wide receiver that had that awesome fake name when he used to check into hotels and stuff? Uh, Andre oh. Risen, right? Yeah, what was his fake name? Oh, it was the best. He had such a great fake name. Uh, it wasn't Ron Mexico, right? I think that was Michael Vick's fake name. That's Michael Vick. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was Andre? Jeez, drawing a blank. What is that Andre Reed fake name? That is an awesome name. It was like Brock Middlebrook. There you go, Brock Middlebrook. Nobody's named Brock Middlebrook. I don't know why I found that so funny, but I really did. I just thought that was the greatest. Romy loved that. Brock Middle. Yes, that was totally uh, a Romy thing. Hundred percent. Brock Middlebrook was just Brock Middlebrook. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's totally a porn star name, right? You know what I mean? Starring, you know, Tina X and Barack Middlebrook. I want to say like Mike Weiner. Uh, well, yeah, is that his name? Weiner. Who's the Weiner? Weiner. Either way, who it's was, bad. Who was the uh, Weiner from Congress? It was like uh, running for Congress. Oh yeah, 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 I know, I know which Weiner you're talking about. Um, it's like Jerry Weiner or Eric Weiner. It's uh, jeez, what's his name? 
God, he was like sending naked pictures to like underage girls or something, wasn't he? Yeah, he went to jail. Anthony Weiner. That's it, Anthony Weiner. And shout out to Mike Weiner, my buddy, who I mistakenly uh, said there. Um, Sorry, Mike. So, uh, Anthony Weiner. Do you remember his fake name? Oh no, but his was good. Carlos Danger. Love it. Love it. I love it. <laughs> what do you call yourself? I called myself Carlos Danger. Yeah, best fake name. Uh, yeah, your name is Anthony Weiner. Um, sorry, Weiner. All right, Nick, here you go. True or false question. I love coming up with these to try to either stump you or just puzzle you. Uh, this is definitely one or the other. True or false, same company that owns My Little Pony owns Death Row Records. True. Care to guess who that company is, Nick? Is it Warner Brothers? It is not. It is a name you'll become very familiar with, sir. It is Hasbro. Hasbro. The largest toy company in the world owns Death Row Records, Nick. Makes sense. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? They bought this music company and their entire portfolio out of bankruptcy, and part of it was a Death Row Records. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, people don't recognize this, but Hasbro owns 1,500 brands. So in addition to Monopoly and Nerf uh, and My Little Pony, they also own Dr. Dre and Death Row Records. So that does it for episode 189 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. For Nick, my name is Drew. We will see you next week. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. One, two, three into the boat. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip it up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G-Bang, baby. Too low depth, going crazy. Death Row is the label that pays, man. Unfatable, so please don't try to fake it. But uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'ma let them understand From a young G's perspective And before me digger the bitch, I have to find a contraceptive You never know, she could be earning her man And learning her man And at the same time, burning her man Now you know I ain't with that lieutenant Ain't no good enough to get burned while I'm offended And that's realer than real deal, holy feel And now you know how I feel Well, if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff It's like this and like that and like this, Santa It's like that and like this and like that, Anna It's like this and like that and like this, Santa Drake creep to the mic like a fan Well, I'm beeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping But I think I kept Cause my beeper kept beeping Now it's time for me to make my impression felt So sit back, relax, and strap on your seatbelt You've never been on a ride like this before With a producer who can rap it control the maestro at the same time with the dope rhyme that i kick you know and i know i flow some old funky to add to my collection the selection symbolizes don't take a tote but don't choke if you do you have no clue of what me and my homie snoop dog came to do it's like this and like that and like this and uh it's like that and like this and like that and uh it's like this and who gives a f- about those so just chill to the next episode What a hell of a gangster lean Getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard greens It's the capital S-O-S of fresh and double O-P-D-O-double-G-Y-D-O-double-G, you see Showing much flex when it's time to wreck a mic Pimping and clocking a grip like my name was Dolomite Yeah, and it don't quit I think they in the mood for some So right What up, dog? Gotta give them what they want What's that, G? We gotta break them off something yeah. And it's gotta be bumping City of Compton it's where it takes place So when that show attention Mobbing like a But I ain't lynching Dropping a funky It's making a sucker It's mumble When I'm on the mic It's like a cookie They all crumble Try to get close And yeah to get smacked My homie Doggy dog has got my back Never let me slip Cause if I slip Then I'm slipping But if I got my Nina Then you know I'm straight tripping And I'ma continue to put the rap down Put the Mac down And if you talk I have to put the smack
Smackdown, yeah, and you don't stop I told you I'm just like a clock when I tick and I talk But I'm never off, always on till the break of dawn See you when PTO in and the city they call Long Beach Putting the together like my D.O.C. No one can do it better like this, that, and this, and uh It's like that and like this and like that, and uh It's like this, then who gives a about those? So just chill till the next episode Old school, Nick. That's what they call old school. You feeling old school?